complicated and fascinating world that invites us to dive deep into its intricacies. Exploring the ideas and events that excite, intrigue, irritate, and confound us is how we graduate our knowledge beyond meme culture. Join us over a cocktail as we expand our understanding and share in the beauty we find along the way. I'm Stephen Torna. I'm Kat Dwyer. And I'm Stephen Henning. Welcome to the Whiskey Bench. Oh, are we getting new cocktails? Yeah, we're getting new cocktails. I'm going to pour another one. We're just going for it. Go for it. It's your Friday, man. Are you going to do anything? Tomorrow's your uh, dating anniversary. Is that right? Um, It's kind of that. I mean, it's technically today, but we'll probably do something tomorrow. Yeah, we've been started dating my wife 11 years ago today, January 14th, 2010. And we got married on... July 14th. You hear all that noise? There's so much 2015. noise. That's yeah, what do you do? Foley work. something Holy sweet. He's, he's busting out whiskey big time. I hear it. He's going full on. It's like <laughs> that scene the in The Greatest of, Showman. Yeah. Slapping the whiskey glasses. I actually don't know that scene. but yeah. Okay, well, that's okay. I'll add it to we, my list of things. Hey. Be more cultured. <laughs> all right, do you like musicals? Let's start Oh, yeah, here. I fucking hate musicals. We've we, talked we, about we this. have talked about this before. <laughs> then maybe don't you don't have to watch it. You don't also have to watch Hamilton, even though I think it's great. And it also involves shot glasses <laughs> at one point. So Does it, you gotta um, see Cat's face. <laughs> not because of what you're describing. No, just took, took a smell I of took it. Took a smell of the whiskey of the um, what oh, is it again? Lafroy ten. Lafroy. Look how beautiful. I just that's poured. Spelled. I just poured a third here. Let me hear a cheers. <laughs> let me hear a clink. You guys, yep, yep. this is the night for it. <laughs> that was beautiful. Bottoms up, cat. I want to know what you think of this whiskey. Mm. <laughs> I see what you mean about feeling like you have a campfire ember in your mouth. <laughs> what a great sound you just made. <laughs> <laughs> the burn is nice, though. Like that Seriously. nice warm. Yeah. Mm, I like yep. that. Yeah. Way to save it's it. It's Petey. Hear that, Lafroy? We love you. Yeah, we love you, Lafroy. <laughs> Here we it's are. It's And hey, this I will classic. say, I'm a gin and tequila drinker. True. I whiskey bench has really opened my eyes to whiskey. Shocker. Oh. Given the yes. title, but it really has. I mean, I have yeah, so enjoyed called- all of our whiskey cocktails, and this is actually this is lovely. Does whiskey yes. have legs in the same way wine has legs? It does. Yeah, look at that. Oh, Talk it's about, just basically that's just like alcohol. Alcohol content and the yeah. way it clings to a glass. The more it clings, like the higher the alcohol content oh, as like a visual guide. That's good to know. Okay. It has nice legs. Wow. Has nice. Okay, talk to me about this vernacular because I'm not even <laughs> familiar with this. I just, okay, I know the whiskey I like and I drink it, but I can wax poetic. But I can't tell you anything <laughs> you technical sure about it. Yeah, you, yeah. You you give so a good tell me review. about legs. Why would a drink have legs? Well, Torna will explain the like <laughs> chemical reaction. Why I wish it's doing this? No, I don't know. But <laughs> I'm, I'm well, the ignorant. alcohol content. You just explained that bit. Yes, for whatever reason, like the higher the alcohol. Okay, so how can I explain this better for a listener? So if you put alcohol in a glass, wine. Uh, even a cocktail sometimes, or straight, you know, whiskey or something like that. Okay. And you kind of you take a swoosh sip. it around the the, the liquid. Mm-hmm. Some you'll see like a a film 
of like a clear layer yeah. of liquid that sticks to the glass. Yep. And generally, the longer it, it hangs out or like the, the higher up it sticks is an indication of a higher alcohol content. No way. And those are called legs. I don't know why. So, and I only knew this in the context of wine, but when you would take a sip of wine or maybe before you have your sort of initial smell of Mm -hmm. the wine, you stir the glass a bit and, and the wine, as it sort of sloshes up to the top of the, of the glass and then it settles again, it'll leave, um, like a good wine, or maybe perhaps it's just something with a higher alcohol content, which also is good. Mm-hmm. It um, it'll right. leave sort of those Absolutely streaks, and they call those legs. And so, sort wow. of like the 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 more prominent they are, the better they are. Typically, is how it's judged. Okay, well, I guess the update then is Lagavulin does squats because it ha- its <laughs> legs are fine. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Did I get a spit take out of you? <laughs> almost. <laughs> almost. Almost. <laughs> it is fully coated in my mouth in the uh, Lafroy. Yes. <laughs> it's intense. So it is very intense, isn't it? Does Man, it leave I like a something. peaty taste in your mouth? Like, do you get peat breath? Like, peaty breath? Is that a thing? No one's ever smelt my breath after drinking uh, <laughs> scotch, I don't think. <laughs> I wonder. It's I'd like strong. to think no. That's. <laughs> you know it that subsides scene? eventually. Okay, how how how? What's the whiskey bench's position on the office now that we've doxed friends? Oh, I like the office. The office is great. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Some great- this is what I'm saying. <laughs> when people say "Is office the new Friends?" I'm That's like, "Fuck stupid. off." Friends is bad. Office is good. <laughs> so how could that be? Right. Um, no, the you know that is scene great. though <laughs> when Michael goes, uh, "Pam, will you smell my breath?" And she's like, "No." <laughs> Dwight goes, "I'll do it." And just, <laughs> right. I think and I can Steve Carell sticks like <laughs> his mouth is almost around Rain Wilson's nose. Nose. <laughs> like <laughs> Dwight inhales and Michael exhales. Like those actors had to do that. Yes, they did. And it's yeah. hilarious to me. Yeah. <laughs> that show got me through some hard times. Oh, it totally. <laughs> you, okay. R.I.P. The Office. It's not on Netflix anymore. I learned. Oh really? Oh, uh, is it on As any of, um? Other? It's on Peacock. It's on the new NBC the streaming Peacock? service. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so. Sure? I, okay. I would say consider seeing if it still is on contract in some other country via Netflix. V- and then use a VPN, VPN. baby. Yes. Whoa. I, uh, this is what happens when you're tech brilliant. savvy. You're brilliant. Oh, I'm, I'm using a Salt Lake City uh, VPN right now, but uh, Albania and Argentina are some of my go-tos. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god. I oh my am god. like technologically retarded. Sorry to use a probably politically incorrect <laughs> gotta, term. I apologize. Gotta, but like, gotta, what? <laughs> what does that mean? I'm confused. It makes you. It makes your internet footprint appear like it's somewhere else. This yes. is perfect. So then you have access to things that are in other. Exactly. For, for Netflix and streaming, yes. Okay. But it's a, just a layer of protection. It like can mask your IP address, um, which is. This sounds like some shit Q would do. I'll just say. <laughs> no, no. I I take umbrage. I take umbrage here because you know who fucking didn't think of this. 
the exact same people who are like the vaccine has a microchip and they can oh, track God. me wherever they go they brought their fucking cell phones into the capitol building and then they went home to their states and now they're getting arrested where right. they live no, because no, 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 of no. their phones no 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 even worse than that they took videos of themselves right. <laughs> inside God. the capitol and like, then posted them online guy. Oh my god, the guy stealing the podium with the big cheese and fucking smile be, on his face. Yes. That'll it's, be a, a meme that like our kids see and they'll be like, what is this from? Totally. <laughs> to yeah. Oh, you know, it was one of the weirdest political days in American history. Yes. So yeah, that guy was arrested. A bunch of guys were arrested. That guy, uh, did you see, did you see, okay, so when that picture first went up, whoever quoted it first on Twitter was like, this photo via Getty like from Getty Images, yes. No, and everybody thought his Getty. name was Via Getty. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that's, this that's this wild. just gives you a base so, of the average intelligence of like <laughs> the angry mob, whether it's right. like the left or the right. Yeah, like the reactionary so, mob is not it, very intelligent, and then oh like the people gosh. that are stealing podiums are not very intelligent. Right. Well, <laughs> mobs are not intelligent, though. No. Moms are mo- just, mo- mobs are bad. Yes. Don't mind. Point blank. I should, I, should get make bumper stickers that just yeah. say like <laughs> That's the new bad. hashtag. Whiskey babies and mobs are bad. Mobs Hot, are take. Bad. Hot, Hot take. Hot take from Cat Dwyer on the whiskey bench. Honestly, <gasps> Ooh, we could good. really do for like all this corona stuff to go away so people can start going back to concerts and moshing and go back to gyms and like <laughs> Boxing and kickboxing mm. and no joke, like no let's, joke. Let's constructively get out some of this anger and no joke. I yeah. I saw one when, when videos first started popping up from the Capitol. I saw a video of people trying to fight cops, like in the mm. main. What do you call it? Foyer lobby? Is it? A, that feels like too There's specific, rotundra. Rotundra is the official name. Because they like deployed that. tear gas in the rotundra. Mm, oh, there you right, go. Right. So somebody was, they were fighting the cops, but it, like, hands down, if you just put metal music over it, it looks like a mosh pit I've been to. <laughs> and literally, funny. and oh, literally, man. my tweet, my tweet was, how dare you take the name of my lord mosh pit in vain? <laughs> <laughs> my lord uh, mosh pit. It's, it's true. Come on, though. Mosh pits are fun, but riots are not. No. There's the quote too. There it is. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, Mosh pits are fun. All joking yeah. aside, though, um, I I don't remember where we uh, derailed this. I got a center. It basically started when you stood up to get more whiskey. So <sighs> it's true. We're vibing tonight. Again, I, I have. We were going to re- start talking about Twitter and parlor. Yes, parlor. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Boom. Back in track. So thanks for that. Um, parlor been banned all this stuff um they are suing amazon or trying to right now for um, discrimination right uh specifically i think that's what media portrayed it as but from my understanding is they actually were in a contract and that contract said that they would be given a 30-day notice if something was violated and they were to be terminated Mm -hmm. so so they were given 30 hours i believe Mm -hmm. and so they're like you know they're suing them you're right yep which i think is great cool However, I will say the argument that like Parler was inciting violence and they planned everything on Parler, yada, yada, yada. I saw some posts from Parler, especially Linwood, that said just, I mean, truly engaging in illegal activity. Like, yeah, totally. C- calls totally. for clear 
violence. Like, do this violent act against this specific person. Mm-hmm. Right? So that that's... No, no, no bueno. Yeah. <laughs> but... Like <laughs> no bueno is no, no bueno. No bueno. Strong, no bueno. Strongest possible terms. This is yes. no Not, bueno. No bueno. <laughs> Ooh. Reprehensible, Good. whatever you want to say. Disgusting. That's the right word for it. Absolutely. But I'm very, very frustrated because like just even like two days ago I saw like a bunch of stuff was planned on Facebook, or at least they're claiming it. Like it's ridiculous to say that all this stuff was planned on Parlor. Yeah. Like Twitter plans violent stuff. And how many other Facebook plans violent stuff? Where, you know, how is BLM and Antifa planning things over the Twitter. summer? How are they communicating? They you planned know? a bunch of their stuff on Twitter. You know, yeah. And like and police precincts police, were taken over. Innocent Federal civilians buildings. died. Police died. Yeah. Like from Antifa yeah. planned on Twitter. Right. And that's the that's where it comes back to the the point that like yes these rules sound fair mm-hmm. and legitimate and mm-hmm. totally reasonable but if they're not being applied across the board and if there's just a blatant bias mm-hmm. how can anyone really take them seriously right and in that instance it actually is scary yes. because there are certain people that are being targeted and it isn't you know I mean uh, Don Lemon of CNN <laughs> good old Donny boy. <laughs> Donatello. Here's a life hack. Don't listen to Don Lemon, but (laughs) Don Lemon of CNN said, almost verbatim, people who voted for Trump have aligned themselves with the Ku Klux Klan and Nazis. Mm -hmm. Mm. 75 million people. That's absurd. That's absurd. Totally. You know, it is a small fraction of people who voted for Trump that are on this like bizarre Q train think Trump is God. Mm-hmm. That is a small portion of the people who voted for him. And it's an even smaller portion of, of that, that were willing to storm the Capitol and commit violence. Right. You know, and so then to lump them all together discredits it, the argument that well, some of that behavior. And is then bad, Biden just like three days ago was likening <clears throat> Republican senators to Nazis. Which mm. uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm so tired of the Nazi analogy. You know, like I, I don't know. It's infuriating to me. It just feels like cheap and stupid and not yeah. very well thought out, and not really acknowledging the actual history of the Nazis or like the fact that they were a socialist party or right. you know, like there's just I don't know. To me, it's and like when there's okay, dumb. I will point out when there's like actual Nazis call out the actual Nazis. And from what I've seen, like at the Capitol, there were, there were a handful of people that right, like, right. were actual Nazis. They had shirts on and all sorts of stuff that were. Yeah. And if you look at their social media yes. profiles, they have pictures. Yes. And, yeah. It's okay. Gross. The real Nazis need to be called out. Yes. Okay. Right. But like likening a ton of people that are clearly not Nazis. Yeah. To Nazis is just asinine. Totally. That sounds like inciting violence to me. Right. Well, it certainly isn't healing the nation. Right. Right. Which Ooh, baby. <laughs> Biden claims to want to do, you know, right. I, it would be great if he really sort of like showed some leadership and basically <sighs> told the left to like, like stand down. Mm-hmm. Like we were get he, he lost. He's going to be out of office, you know, if they want to, if mm-hmm. and they think they can constitutionally pursue an impeachment 
when he's out of office. I think that will distract from his agenda, but like if they think that that's worth it, then you know, <laughs> fine. But Or it gives him time to establish an agenda. <laughs> that's fair. That's a good point. <laughs> right. But um but like but I, I but I think it would serve Biden very well and the nation very well. And his ratings would probably fucking he'd probably have very high, you know, popularity across parties if he were to just try to sort of like ease the tensions right now mm-hmm. and like tell the, you know, cronies in the media and the Pelosi's of the world to like <laughs> stop the divisive rhetoric, you know? I mean, really, like t- saying that like people who voted for Trump are equivalent to a Nazi is so fucking insulting and just dumb. Like it's not, you know, there it's not a very deep argument. Right. Um, and my and my worry is this is why I love being I have conversations like this from some sort of libertarian centrist position, because right now you see Republicans yelling at. Democrats saying like, well, look at this hypocrisy. And then the rebuttal is, well, you know, that's a horrible argument to say, look at the other side. Like you should be held accountable, yada, 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 because you're in office. Me being in the middle, I don't care. Yeah. And that argument doesn't apply to me. And so I want to, you know, I can I can point out all of these things everywhere. And it is true. Right now we're dealing with a Republican office. So, like, the focus should be on them, but I have no problem being like, you guys are being crazy. I would like to see Biden do good stuff. I don't like Biden at all. Like, so don't like Biden. I don't even think most Democrats like Biden. No, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, yeah. I mean, you know, he, he, he could do good. I'd... We do need to get to a point where, like, there's some like, common... What's your face? Something Give common. him at least a day. Wait till day two to try to impeach him. Yeah, right. <laughs> January twenty yeah. second. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And like, we do need to get to a point in this country where, like, one, the general public doesn't take politics so seriously. Whoa. It's Wait. clearly no. I, and I know it's my sport, and I care about it, and I want to. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like trying to make a career out of it, and like I give a yeah. shit. But no, because I want to hear more of this because. Episode one of the whiskey bench, I was like, I don't care. And now I do care. And now you're telling me you should go back to not caring. No, it's not that people shouldn't care. People should absolutely care. But when we get to this point, this like fever pitch where, where it's, you know, this like almost blind, like fanatic allegiance, like you would have, you know, if you were a fundamentalist of some Mm -hmm. religious cult. Which I guess some of these people are. Um, <laughs> yes. Like thank you. that thank is you. an unhealthy degree of interest in politics. And yes. there are other very valuable and arguably more valuable aspects of life that need attention and mm-hmm. energy. And screaming at people on Twitter about things that most of us know maybe like, you know, our depth of knowledge is maybe like a couple inches. <laughs> like it's just it's not time well spent. It doesn't it's yeah, heal our depth of- anybody. And and the other part of this whole thing is like we need to get to a point where our parties aren't so far apart that like we're not bound by anything. There's mm-hmm. no commonality that like binds the American people together. You know, there at least used to be sort of like a, a general sense of some sort of 
pride to a healthy degree of pride in sort of just like being American. And mm-hmm. there is no sort of objectively like good thing that we can all sort of rally around and feel a common bond through. And that's a fucking problem, I think, mm-hmm. in terms of like the longevity of our nation. There's yes, absolutely. Yeah. To go back to your your comment on like our depth of knowledge whenever I mean, I made a comment about this last episode. It's like COVID started and we all became epidemiologists in like 48 yeah. hours, right? right? right. Um, <laughs> our depth of knowledge is like a fresh couple inches of snow. Like it's not yeah, deep, totally is. and it will <laughs> melt very soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like we don't spend the time with it. I want to bring it back to Twitter because yes. I came out pretty hot in this episode. I first want to ask you if either of you intend to leave Twitter. No. No. Okay. And I wish people would stop leaving because it's actually hurting like. Oh, it totally is. It's hurting different organizations. Right. Okay. Who like aren't crazy. But I, (laughs) I, I hate where I see Twitter heading as far as their inconsistency with censorship. Mm -hmm. I'm interested to see if any regulation or push against them will occur. But no matter how upset I get, it is important that people stay on the platform and keep voicing their pushback. Yeah. So I intend to be on Twitter and voicing my opinions and engaging until something changes or I'm removed from Twitter. Mm-hmm. I'm, not infl- I'm not inflammatory. You're I'm not, not going to be removed. From I'm Twitter. not trying well, to break their terms of services you know things like that yeah but those change so regularly how could you really know well, if you're breaking them or right not? and people get removed for not breaking any noticeable rule you know right whatever so uh, i want to be on the platform because i enjoy it and even though i might be very upset at it it's a good like platform it's engaging it's nice i i have no issue with it i do think i'm going to grab or create a gab account i'm interested to see what's going on there they've been uh kind of getting kicked in the butt recently like everyone's trying to shut them down and saying that they're like they're like everyone's moving to your site and they're trying to conspire violence and gabs like every day like look we've had like some crazy number of people have just like over a million people like a day are getting on gab mm-hmm. they're like we're trying to scale up as fast as we can we're trying to moderate we have no tolerance for any sort of violence like things are going to slip through our fingertips like until we can scale up but like we are and they said we'll work open with fbi anything like that like any information or any thought you have of something illegal going on like we're going to work with you and we're going to get to the bottom of it and we're going to prosecute those people and you have media attacking them you have the what is the uh the organizer the adl and the ac CLU. yep they're like they're a white supremacist app and yada 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 and they're firing back. And you know what they did before Trump got removed? They archived everything that he ever did. Which we should have a yes. record of this stuff. What infuriates me is that <laughs> it's very difficult to find the speech of Trump and all of his tweets. Yeah. And they say, this is, you know, Trump incited, blah, 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 blah. And then they delete all of it. Right. You should be able to see that. Right. Are we trying to have a healthy debate and look at something and say, that was bad behavior mm-hmm. and let's learn from that? Or are we trying to erase it, mm-hmm. 
pretend it didn't happen or or maybe not pretend it didn't happen, but like right. use it as an excuse to advance sort of other ends and not really get the value of really learning the lesson mm-hmm. by experiencing it and observing it and thinking about it. Right. Here's yeah. a thought I've had over the last few days. Are these tech companies, and I don't think, well, I'll pose the question. Shoot. Have they created an oligopoly by like, like loosely? I'm so but by glad. by basically like forming to cut out competition. And I hadn't, I actually wasn't up to date on this Gab issue. I think but like, I, I, I am dubious of that argument until I saw what is happening with Gab. Right. And I think they are actually trying to actively undercut and remove competition. Because ultimately like, sure, there's, you know. The idea that they're like benevolent CEOs that are, you know, just trying to do the good of the nation or even the idea that they're just in the pocket of one political party. That's pretty far fetched. I mean, they clearly are biased towards one political party. Mm-hmm. And we're there are tons benevolent. of former tech CEOs <laughs> that are in the Biden administration right. or will be. And so, you know, that part's not far fetched. The benevolency is definitely not real. <laughs> but um, but. Ultimately, they're driven by a bottom line. Right. And there are real so competitors. I don't, I don't blame them for sure, being no, driven of, by a bottom of line. Of course not. But these other sites like Parler and Gab mm-hmm. are serious competitors. Mm-hmm. Millions of people were abandoning Twitter and mm-hmm. moving to Parler. <clears throat> and it sounds like they're doing the same thing with Gab. Okay. The idea that these companies sort of banded together to destroy Parler and maybe are, have set their sights on Gab. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? I think it means more than just like they're trying to root out hate speech. I think that's a guys. I'm not. I'm not. First of all, I'm so glad you didn't say monopoly because obviously, no. Um, right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oligopoly. What's the definition? I mean, it's kind of, oligopoly? It's kind of loose. <laughs> Basically, an ob, an ol, an, ob- <laughs> an oligopoly is um is basically like it's where a certain industry multiple actors within a particular industry will band together to like set prices oh, okay. and root out competition. Here's so this the, isn't here's the, it's here's, kind of here's the Oxford is a state of limited competition in which a market is shared by a small number of producers or sellers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I mean it's why we're here to have a mm-hmm. greater conversation on it. But on first blush, I honestly probably don't buy that either just because so like Amazon AWS went and said, "Hey, parlor.com, right. you can't be here." Which when when the stuff on for parlor first started happening, especially like on Google Play and the Apple App Store, like one of my tweets was just parlor.com. Like mm-hmm. it, yeah. it didn't go anywhere. <laughs> and then AWS right. went and did that and I was like, "Fuck." Like two days Damn later. <laughs> 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 Screwed that up. Yeah. Um but uh. I can't I cannot imagine that Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey and Jeff Bezos. I cannot imagine that they went and took those actions without knowing that like, I can't imagine AWS went and canceled and killed Parler's contract and took them off their servers without knowing that they probably just created 20 to 50 alternative web server hosts. Like companies are going to like, spring out of this thing and yes maybe the oligopoly argument is like they're just going to squash them based on their size and based on their collusion i don't i don't 
really buy the collusion either. But I mean, like, what is it? Um, necessity is the mother of invention. And if Amazon necessitates right. parlor, even just like parlor can build, I can fuck. <clears throat> I could build my own server in my basement to host no normal people.com if I wanted to. Right. I don't want to. And that's why I outsource it to AWS and Squarespace. But yeah, but like, but like scale, right. Is an right. issue. And like, so that's something that'll have to be repaired with time. Assuming totally. that some AWS yeah. doesn't pick up parlor or whatnot. Sure. So I think, I think innovation is going to be a good byproduct of this. I see a right. lot of people talking about trying to incorporate blockchain technology to decentralize everything. So just great. This is a Naval like, take. If you don't like what someone's saying, even. guess what? You don't have to be a Karen <laughs> and report them yeah. or whatever. As long as it's not illegal activity, right. truly illegal activity is against the law, yeah. but like you can just, <laughs> what you don't was have to that, that. cat? <laughs> <laughs> There's a part of me that's like, and okay, sure. If I saw someone that was tweeting, like go set up a guillotine out front of just Bezos house. Cause we want to kill him. Oh, right. that happened. Um, it did, yeah. Anyway. Um, but just as bad as the gallows outside I mean, the Capitol, like give me a break. But anyway, yeah. But when people are, I don't know. I guess I'm selective. There's certain illegal activity that I think shouldn't be illegal. And so I, you know, I'll wink oh, at a <laughs> I mean, okay. in it's ingrained in me to not be a rat. So like, I guess that's right. where I have that. I, okay. I really just don't want people to be threatening to kill people. Fair enough. Vi- <laughs> violence fair. and Seems hurting like a low people bar. is, yeah, that's, <laughs> didn't that's kind of, to- didn't that think was I'd my, have to spell that out for you, but <laughs> that's where I'm pointing at. Like, Fair enough. <laughs> you know, there are other illicit activities that I agree from, especially from a libertarian standpoint that it's like, sure. this should not be illegal. But for the record, I don't want people to kill other people yeah, either. Yeah. Let's just go on record saying this is a good record to be on. Well, done. yes, exactly. So, yeah, I think innovation will be a nice byproduct of that. But I, I do think that these big corporations are in quote colluding. Because they see that regulation is on the table and has been something in the conversation sphere for a long time, and they are worried of that. And right now, they are in a really sweet position where they have been able to put and offer input towards regulation. They also are actively pursuing technology uh, like um, encryption technology, decryption technology, facial recognition technology, which they are selling and contracting out to like FBI and CIA like they are in the pocket of government and so I think they're really just kind of covering their butts they're in the pocket of government because the government like opened their pocket and was like I have well, candy no, in here exactly I'm not this is, <laughs> this, is, this is a two way fault sure and this is where the argument gets convoluted to me because I know people are like you know the, the biggest thing is like oh it's a private company which I'm for, right? Libertarians generally are like, it's a private company, yada, this yada. But is, like, this at what thing. point, here's two, here's two points. First, at, at, at what point does something become like a common space and regulation is required? You have all sorts of companies, usually like natural resource companies, that have some sort of regulation that it's their duty to protect what is common space. So they can have a contract to drill in the ocean, but they can't, if an oil spill happens, they're responsible, yada, yada, because there's common space that everyone enjoys that they are benefiting from. Okay. So how, when does a big corporation become like a public space? Mm-hmm. 
or a common I don't think area. they do. Okay. I, I don't know a good argument for whether or not. It just, it's... It's be- a good question. Right. It's a good question. Something that I've been pondering on. Sure. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is, like, they really are very unregulated, but like I was saying, they really are in the government's pocket. Like, there's... How do, how does that work? Like what kind no of, regulation. What kind of regulation would be helpful? Or like, do you think there should be? I I don't know. The only like I I know people are like oh, this isn't fair yada yada like they can ban whoever they want. I kind of am still on board with that, but like there needs to be accountability for consistency. I think that's the biggest issue right okay. now. Okay, but do you think that yeah. accountability for consistency needs to come from on high from the U.S. government? Uh, no, because no. I, I hate the. Big government. Okay, so we agree that that's I think not it'll a solution. Make it worse. <laughs> right, right. And it's, this is a weird position to be in because, like, I'm pretty minimal regulation, but like, Democrats are high regulation and conservatives are like moderate regulation. We're in a two party system. So I'm trying to understand, like, what, what these two parties, like, what are their interests? <laughs> like, do, like, is there any incentive for either party to push this? Republicans, I would say yes, but they don't. They're not really in a position what, to, do to that. push regulating yes. these big tech companies. Yes. Well, both were trying to do that, right? Like it's a, just, before right. this, true. Conservatives basically said, and this is sort of like the abbreviated version of the argument. Conservatives basically said these big tech companies like Twitter are censoring our free speech. Mm-hmm. They're targeting us politically. They don't do the same thing to Democrats, and we need to do something about it. Mm-hmm. And their solution is remove the 230 regulation which would like yeah which sort of exempts them from liability it does a lot them like they're not a publisher i mean that's like a very sort of than that i mean like the internet as we know it would go away if 230 went away sure that's why there's a good argument not be abolished but it does i think need reform what kind of reform do you think is it would appropriate what would you ask for steven torna gets elected as house of you know, like congressman to Montana, what would you start asking for? What do you think you would ask for? His eyes just got very wide. They did get very wide. <laughs> Here's the thing is I've, it is a I've, protection for small, like content creators, like for everybody right. that is on the internet, like you're saying, like the layman, it offers protections. Yeah. But at some point it seems that it just disintegrates and is not, applied or applicable to the scale at which like some sort of platform is mm-hmm. not just twitter it would apply to parlay it would apply to gab like where where is that that boundary well i think when they start censoring certain speech and not other speech they are acting like a publisher and they're not acting like just sort of a simple platform okay that but where does 230 actually play into this because i but also honestly just don't know a lot about 230 230 like, doesn't is, say anything. It doesn't have any language about publisher or platform. And actually, I've been doing some a good amount of research on this one. And mm, this is good. The the publisher platform is more or less a myth. Like what 230 mm. is designed to do is protect publishers for mm-hmm. being liable for third party publication. Okay. So Okay, even even in this example, like we're slowly rolling out the fact that Whiskey Bench is part of the Highline network, right? Right. What 
230 does for me is say if someone has a problem with what the whiskey bench says or what one of the hosts of the whiskey bench says, they can't sue Highline. They can try and sue the person mm-hmm. who actually hit send or published gotcha the podcast, right? So it's it's a it's a question of like third it's a third party publishing point. So like if 230 completely went away, the options that are left to us are either we must moderate everything and okay so that that's option one option two is either we go completely hands off like we have to go to either extreme because what 230 says is if a company takes any action against one piece of speech all of a sudden they've opened themselves up to everything else and they can be sued for literally everything posted on their site that is right even like a sniff similar to the one thing they chose to moderate so either a company their incentive is either like okay i'm gonna not i'm so parlor even tried this right at the beginning they were like if it doesn't violate the first amendment which first amendment is a thing we definitely need to talk about after this but parlor so what parlor did is like if it doesn't violate the first amendment if it's not completely illegal we will allow it and instantly as a fledgling social media site it was flooded with the most extreme hardcore pornography and pictures of shit. Like, Hmm. and Parler had to walk that back and update their terms of service. And they were like, I mean, obviously not this either. And everybody got up in arms. We're like, well, it's not technically illegal, but Parler is like, we have to draw the line somewhere. And if we're going to be a growing business, we have to choose what we do. And they're only allowed to choose what Mm -hmm. we do. Under 230. If 230 went away, if they took one picture of poop down, then anyone who visited Parler... <laughs> I don't understand Parler, the poop, but... I don't either. Uh, I have a but question. But it's what is human beings pornogra- do on Parler. Is pornography protected under First Amendment? Uh, that's a, a great question. Great question. I have no idea. But... Okay, so... But... Okay, so 230 doesn't exist. Parler launches. People start picturing, like, putting pictures mm-hmm. of their deuce in the toilet or whatever. Like, I really don't get it. I'm sorry that it got so blue, but that's what parlor that's what that's reality. That's what happened. So right. Parlor goes and takes one picture of poop down. And now someone visiting Parlor can be like, oh, you took that one down and not this one down. I'm gonna sue you for like I, I gotta I gotta back up here. Like people joke about like people that are shit posters. Literal <laughs> like literal This is shit literal. <laughs> This is killing me. <laughs> okay. okay. You, oh my so, god! At some point, you can't like. It's bizarre. You can't talk <laughs> about these serious things without talking about poop. Laughing, like, because yeah. some of it is absurd. It's one of those things where it's it like the argument always comes back to Hitler somehow. That argumentative fallacy. Right. It's like, oh, well, <laughs> we're talking about poop or porn again. Oops. Oh, um, H- Hitler. <laughs> Hitler pooped. So <laughs> confirmed parlor true is there Nazi. This is good. <laughs> so this is what happens if we don't have 230. Maybe we can add some words. I am going to recommend, and I would request that we put this in the show notes that. Mm. So I have been listening to quite a bit, uh, a podcast trying Please. to like bone up for this conversation. Cause to be honest, when, when we, when last we talked about 230 on the Sazerac episode, I forget which one that was. I was in the dark. Like I had not done any thinking about this 
But I mean, the president of the United States got booted off Twitter, guys. I kind of should probably know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> so a podcast called Make No Law um, by Pope Hat. Uh, they have an episode called Deplatforming, and they they kind of dig in to the 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 publisher slash platform myth or whatever. They also talk about how uh, when the hearings first started, Ted Cruz was really trying to get on the, are you a neutral platform? It's like 230 mm-hmm. doesn't require anyone to be neutral, first of all. That's a great podcast to listen to. The other one I think you guys might like was an episode of the Dan Crenshaw podcast. His ghost was mm-hmm. Canyon Brimhill, and he's he's like a section 230. He's like a free speech expert. I forget what association he works for honestly dan read his credentials and i was like damn it sounds like what cat does but cat does it for perk <laughs> like it Wait, really like dan crenshaw the, the congressman yeah. yeah yeah that's my guess oh okay yeah he's a great podcast by the way if you didn't know about it um i did I not basically his philosophy is like i need to be an educated congressperson so if i'm going to be having conversations with all these people i might as well record them and put it up on the mm-hmm. internet so that other people can learn with me. So I thought that was neat. But I like that. Anyway, fantastic episode with uh, his guest's name was Canyon Brimhill. So these are the kind of things I'm listening to, and I've been talking a lot. So what do you got next? What do we? Where do well, we go no, from here? Do you want to talk I, I about first? I want you to elaborate. Or? I want to elaborate on this just a little bit, and then we should probably wrap up, and then reconvene next week, and maybe we should. Well, not maybe. Let's discuss First Amendment next week and kind of tie this into this. But maybe my understanding of 230 is incorrect. And, and right now, I think that you're the expert, Henning. But oh, my, I wouldn't my, say that. <laughs> Again, well, I'm, I'm, like this, the, in this I'm the COVID expert two weeks after the thing happened. <laughs> <laughs> That's still I, how I, I would bill myself right I now. I think my argument in Sazerac and now as far as like wanting 230 reform, I do not think it should be abolished, by the way. It should be reformed, but I'd like to see maybe the distinction having to be being made, whether someone wants to be a publisher or I guess, what would you call it? A platform? No, it's, Um, it's a publisher of third party content. Okay. Versus what? It's not versus anything. It's either you're like straight up a newspaper with a very tight editorial process Mm -hmm. or right. You're still classified as a publisher, but when you when you sneak under the, I mean, platform might be just a shorthand for it, but for that it makes it makes legal it makes legalese very complicated when you start saying platform because there's not mm-hmm. a legal definition gotcha. of it. Legally, Twitter is recognized as a publisher of third party content, whereas correct the New York Post is first party content because they have employees write for them and edit like editors comb it over, fact check, and prep it for printing. So first party versus third party. Oof, they need to hire some new fact checkers. I was just going to say, <laughs> fact check in air quotes, but yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, interesting. I well, bring I up, to brush up on this. I bring up the New um, York Post because the New York Post was the one made famous for the Hunter Biden story that got taken off Twitter. Right. right? And we talked about yep. this during right, right, right. Side note, I love... That we can just reference other podcasts by the drink we had. Very fun to me. Yeah. It's like yeah. a solid, it nice. it's a solid table of contents. Um, <laughs> it is indeed. So I would argue 
that the New York Post is probably way more prominent than it was post Hunter Biden story and post Twitter making the mistake of jumping on that article as fast as it did, which I mean, you look up the article now, it shows up on Twitter. So Twitter mm-hmm. has obviously right. walked they it were back. a major Go ahead. Yeah. They were a major outlet before that. Oh, I know. That's part of why it was so like wild. But I Twitter took such extreme measures. But yes, definitely that move gave them it was credibility. Free publicity. publicity. Right. Exactly. Precisely. Yeah. It and absolutely was. I would say that the free market pressure on Twitter to bring that article like out from under the censorship umbrella, or whatever we want to call it. Censorship is another one we should probably have a whole episode on just defining. Maybe that's the First Amendment we talk about what censorship is. But love it. I would argue yes. that the New York Post, like I'm talking about the New York Post right now. I would have never thought of them as a thing to use as an example. I would have said Washington Post or Wall Street Journal or mm-hmm. New York Times. Yeah. But now yeah. New York Post is in our vernacular because it's like, oh, yeah, that's the one that broke the story that Twitter took down in the same way. I just, I can't, I don't think that Parler is going away. And I think that Parler is going to come back so big, you guys, when they have their own servers. No, I do. I do yeah. think so. I hope so. If, if they can get servers, I think that will come back with a vengeance. Because then be they will be to see. Then they will be the famous social media site that was completely right. booted and rose again from the ashes like a badass fucking phoenix. <laughs> so yes i think it, what what we're gonna learn in the next few months and over the course of the next year is like is the momentum that we're riding right now will mm-hmm. this continue and will there continue to be sort of this like all-out assault on what is deemed as the political enemy Right. And if that's the case and sort of these and they are deemed as such a pariah because they've been labeled as like Nazi supporters. Right. Then then they probably will have a very hard time finding any other company that's willing to associate with them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of what this move is. It's they're they're brandished. You know, people are being branded with the scarlet letter and. We'll have to see how much power that has. Well, okay. So the branding of the Scarlet Letter, I think, I don't think we can lay, I mean, maybe we can, but I like, I don't view the rapid succession of Twitter suspending or Facebook suspending Trump for two days, Twitter choosing to do the same thing. And then they all decide like, actually, we're going to make this permanent. And then Amazon is like, oh shit. Uh, Parlor, I guess, because like uh, collusion might be a word for it, but I honestly think these companies who, as we have pointed out, are here for their bottom line and here for their profit, like they recognized the social pressure. And in a way you can look at them and be like, okay, cowards, cool. You bowed to the entire mob as well, but the, the, the silent social media mob, but they played a bad they played a bad game of hot potato is all I'm trying to say is like as soon as one did it, right. they were like, oh, well, if Facebook did it, we can't be the Twitter can't be the one that didn't do it. So <clears throat> totally. Yeah, there's immense pressure because they because yes. of the loud Twitter mom, the people think that that um, that represents 
their full either constituency or their customer base. We talked about this on on Twitter a little bit. I mean, it is their user base. But it's also not their customer base. So because we are the commodity on these social media sites, like we didn't pay to get here. So we are the commodity and their actual customers are the people who advertise on the platform. And those people, I mean, that it gets so complex. It does get complex, but it also is reflected in in stockholders. So you can say that it was you know they're they're interested in their bottom line and they're they're dealing with social pressures, but you see now there is a chance that it is coincidence. I have no evidence or any. I haven't seen any articles or or anything that is tying the two together. Totally. But like the direct response to Trump being removed was a loss of billions of dollars for the company. Mm. right that's not good for bottom line so it's interesting True. to see like does in quote the mob actually have that much power mm. and going into the mob like what worries me is that you have on the right some group of people I don't know how many that think that the left is if you're going Q side like you know child sacrificing pedophiles or communists and mm-hmm. then you have a huge group on the left that thinks half of the country are Nazis. Yeah. Like where what where does that lead? No, I mean like, definitely it, not a it great might place. Be a, it, it might be a small group of people but I, I think there is a small group of people on both sides that think that the other side are like the most ap- And the problem is that those frankly fucked up opinions Right are championed and trumpeted mm-hmm. pun intended <laughs> um, nice. loudly across our society right. right i mean when you have a fucking cnn host sharing this idea right that says something you know and when you have the president of the united states sharing the other idea that says something which from everything that i can see it's like the predictions are it's like seven percent is like the predicted most oh, I'm extreme. sure the vast majority of the country actually could find a ton of common ground, right. but our leaders have failed us, and not right. just our political leaders, but our right. leaders in sort of our uh, societal leaders. And man. you know, I just want people to realize that Nazis and communists are the worst. They're both equally bad, and they're very similar. <laughs> that is a really. controversial statement I just made. Oh, I, just I got realized. into a whole Instagram comment battle, which I really should stop doing that, but I did <laughs> on that very point. Yeah. And basically, my I, point I actually, was that there's I actually really no difference. Do you want two. to put this on the record? Mm-hmm. Nazis and communists are equally bad. Yeah, and their tactics are pretty much identical. Yeah, you get, you get. It's a horseshoe, right? Like you get so far on each side that you're the same. Yeah, you sink down to the well, same again, elevation. Well, and again, the Nazis were the, the uh, what is it, the National Socialist Workers, mm-hmm. par- German Workers Party. Yep, I mean, right. so they were they were both collectivist, centrally planned authoritarian regimes. Right. Nazi was just a scheme for deconstruction of language. Like, call them something other than what they actually were. Mm. Language is important. Wow. Language <laughs> is important. Off track again. Oh, uh, hmm. my goodness. My goodness. What a! <laughs> I think we've gone as far as we can go tonight. I think we have gone as far <laughs> what as, a, as we can go. Um, actually, I do want what, to hold on. Hold on. I'm actually. Yeah. Let's push it ten more minutes, shall we? Just make it a solid two hours. Okay. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm fine. <laughs> okay. This is great. I like this cat because you and I actually 
started this on Twitter and it uh, like the nature of Twitter too is like you get a few comments and you might it might like rile you up or you're like oh finally someone's engaging and then disappears whatever but the, <laughs> the silent majority thing mm. seems to be exactly what you're talking about like okay loudest seven percent end up storming the capital but probably not even seven probably one two way less than that way uh, less than that yeah point perfect oh, 200 people two. out of 300 and whatever million perfect yeah even better so <laughs> right. Right. But the loudest people get the best photo ops and the loudest people mm-hmm. get the best, the most presence because yeah. we're all tuned to the absolute extreme. Like if, if every, and there's an incentive for people to, to, for like media to showcase those folks because mm-hmm. that gets them clicks right. that gets right. them viewership, right? But, they earn money by doing but that. But if everything is breaking news, then nothing is news. Nothing is breaking. Mm-hmm. Fair. Right. Fair. So, yeah. I mean, like, man, that is so I loved I loved what you just said about like I, the majority of Americans could probably find a ton of common ground. And right. I would even go so far as to say that the majority of Americans probably look at what's happening in the Capitol, what's happening in Congress, what's happening in the White House. And they're like, fuck that. Like, that's not what we're which is honestly, I think, like the good cute old Joe, <laughs> cute old Joe, Biden? when he's like, this is Question not mark? who we are. <laughs> This is not who we are as Americans. And I think the cynical take might be, I mean, it's been happening for a while, so maybe it is who we are. But again, I do think it's just the loudest, most energetic minority that gets the spot on the camera because the camera drives all sorts of news media incentives. Right. And this is where sort of the culpability comes in, like to stop this cycle the media has to stop feeding into it, right? Mm-hmm. Our politicians have to stop pe- feeding into it. Our tech CEOs, you know, the the people who lead our societies, sure. for better or worse, have mm-hmm. to stop fueling the fire. Yeah. And and have like the rational, reasonable voice be heard. Right. And maybe we won't there doesn't seem to be in, an incentive to stop that and to me, that signals like we haven't reached the crescendo of this chaos yet. And I think uh. once we do reach that crescendo, we will be so thoroughly disgusted and exhausted and over it that we probably will sort of shun these loud minorities on either side and um, and sort of embrace like the peace and the commonality. Uh-huh. I think we're going to have to get pushed. If if there isn't a leader that emerges that can sell that point mm-hmm. and convince people to do it, then we're going to have to, we're going to be pushed to a point where people are so thoroughly exhausted mm-hmm. that they resort to that. And hopefully we, hopefully it doesn't come to that, but mm. it may. I will say though, I think there is a good argument to be made that people that are trying to bring in the left and the right into a more centrist, moderate, uh, cooperative group of people. If you're not going to get yourself into a position of political power, there, I, I think there is an argument to be made that the best thing you can do is things like this: do a podcast. It, you know, whatever your profession is, do it really well, and tie into that your 
uh, moderateness or whatever you want to call it. And as people see, oh, these moderate people are doing great things. They're making good podcasts. They're making good movies. They're making good art. They're building good houses. They're working for cool organizations. Like you can draw people in to your ideology because moderatism, libertarianism is is an ideology. You can draw people in with what you create. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a good way to combat it. Yeah. Dude, I totally agree. That's totally, let's, okay, that's legitimately the direction I'm headed and what I ultimately dream of Highline Network being for our little collective of podcasts. Like, I love the fact that the six of us co-hosts right now can just like hop into a discord server and we Mm -hmm. (laughs) already it's obvious that we all don't agree on things, but the fact that it's like, it's it's normal people getting back to having conversations and we're choosing to do it in public almost in a way like we would, we're choosing to model the way to have a conversation like this without resorting to like, Oh, well you seem like a Nazi. So (laughs) (laughs) right and even i even Mm -hmm. think this is true of twitter like i absolutely love the aspect of twitter that brings the three of us together commenting on each other's stuff retweeting jokes or it doesn't even have to be jokes like actual takes like uh even cat with your with the with the screenshot of the instagram thing i was like Mm -hmm. i asked a question and we didn't immediately get back to oh well you must have like a preconceived notion that you have no (laughs) intention of changing based on my answer or based on our discussion on it. That's absolutely not the case. And I think that is what the best of Twitter gives us, which is why I came out the gate saying Twitter is still probably the best Mm -hmm. website on the internet. However, we can all agree that we want more transparency. We want a clear, clear and definable standards And I think the three of us also agree that those standards and the requirement for transparency should not come from legislation. Yes. And just to put it in a nutshell, essentially, like I think these companies could do better and that they should be doing better to provide the best possible experience for their users. And I actually do think that it's like a, it's a free market solution. That's going to give us that. And honestly, I know it's not perfect, but that's that's it seems like the status quo is still the closest thing to a free market solution coming out of it than really digging into like how do we reform 230 or like really I think that's getting fair. into the weeds, right? So like as as much yeah. as I detest the stat I actually I'm not sure I detest the status quo. That's a really strong word. As much as I think the status quo has there's progress to be made. I still think we're in the best position to fix this without getting government involved. Because to be honest, like if Twitter is going to go down a slippery slope of completely censoring people and only allowing people to the left of a certain point on the spectrum to speak on Twitter, I would rather watch a private company go down that slippery slope and crash and burn. than the government take that power and head down the exact same slippery slope. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. That is the biggest thing. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's where my own inconsistencies need to kind of get back into. It's hard though, because I really do want things to be better. It is hard because, yes, exactly. And, but I, I, I want to be consistent always with my 
push and encouragement for people to really reconsider big government intervention and how at the end of the day it's not going to benefit anyone in the long run right mm-hmm. um, so I, I do really want to see that happen and it is frustrating to see people being censored and apps being removed and everything like that but it's a, a symptom of wanting instant gratification it might take a long time for the free market to correct itself or to kind of push back against whatever in quote we might perceive as injustices or anything like that but that's the beauty of the free market it might not happen now it might be six years from now but there is hope that the free market can solve some of these issues that we're facing it certainly can yeah and not like the 100 percent certainty it can but Mm -hmm. it there has to be a um you have to have the level playing field in order for a real free market to emerge. Right. Or, and I'm not saying we don't right now. Yeah. Total, or enough normal people but, start their own podcast and start making the social pressure that worked on Twitter to bring the New York Post article back. So, like, it works. Mm-hmm. You just yeah, get enough people true. actually right. voicing level headed, low temperature, calm, right. reasoned arguments. Mm-hmm. That's what we're here for. That's what we did, yeah. and that and this—it's a cultural problem more than anything else. It really oh, is. Totally yeah. is. And just as we wrap up, like people are saying, there's going to be a civil war, yada yada. And I think that we've been in a civil war for a long time, but we're really we're in a technological and ideological civil war, a cold one, yeah, and yeah, a cold a cold war, and that's good. Well, not. There's two Cold Wars. There's the historical, you know, Cold War and and this, but voicing opinions and arguing over ideology, like what a good position to be in where the majority of people are having these conflicts. Like how lucky are we that the majority of people, when they disagree with someone or their feelings are hurt, it's online or in a digital sphere and not in the physical sphere. Um, right. I think there is a lot of benefit to come from that. Completely. This and, summer and last Wednesday mm-hmm. are scary little outliers right. that hopefully will not become more prevalent. Right. But I am very, very happy with, with the kind of discourse that we get to have here. And this week with Alex um, sharing his little post on Instagram about how much he loved our last episode and mm. he's like man a good episode you know of, of whiskey bench it had me one minute disagreeing and the next minute saying yes yes i agree completely and and that's what i want like henning is going to say things that i disagree with I, i'm going to say things that you know cat disagrees with <laughs> you know we're going to be in a mexican standoff more than once and i'm going to say things that offended people like Cat. that. <laughs> yeah. Mexican. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh, you're right. Stepped in. I it. mean a standoff where three people are pointing weapons you at each other. Stepped in it, man. Um It's uh, a common term. It's 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 common. But Thank it's, you. It's That's, okay. Yeah. That's all right. So um I'm gonna continue doing what I'm doing. And we're all gonna continue doing what we're doing. Cheers. Hey, cheers to I that, that friends. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Good one. Thank you for joining us on the Whiskey Bench. If you would do us a favor, please tell a friend about the show in person, with a text, 
or by sharing about it on social media. You can join us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest, all at Whiskey Bench Pod. And don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Remember, always drink responsibly. And cheers to a fulfilled life with all its beauty. Thank you.